that's us. Do this. It's Friday. I should not do an hour and a half. Or my nose. An hour and a half today. I really don't think it's a good idea to start that whole hour and a half push. Oh. Okay, so. The show starts now. Now. Instead of how I used to record. Even though I'm still recording. For future reference. Because as of right now. When I upload to uh, Spotify. That's the pod that you hear, or the audio pod that you'll hear everywhere. So, uh, Spotify, <laughs> here we are. We are on Spotify. No, we're not live on Spotify. We will be switching up how the intro starts just because it's it's. this is like direct-to-consumer. We're, we're right there. But uh, welcome back to the Kasabian Live O Show. Thank you for being here. If this is your first time here and you're watching live, Hit the like button on YouTube, hit the follow button on Facebook. If you're on Twitch, uh, hit the Twitch button on Twitch, <laughs> whatever that is. We are streaming the Division 2 now, so me, Gilly, George, and a few of our other buddies will be running that so you can watch us stream that. The radio show, because we are now on Spotify with our video, our radio show will finally be in studio and with video. It won't just be me talking over the phone. It was so difficult to run the radio show that way because we had guests and people were here and like... How dope would it have been to have seen me have my mom on as a guest and we got to talk about hip hop and music and just things in general. I think that was a uh, that was pretty dope. But now, you know, Spotify has given us this opportunity and we got to take advantage of it. We're going to run through the door, wave in the fofo. You know what I'm saying? And because the show starts this way, it throws me off. And huh, this does kind of mess up everything. I'll figure it out. Even if we got to double bang it. I don't know. You know what the real problem is, too, is that they don't allow us to upload the music, especially on the video. So that's a that's a pain in the ass. I'm still recording it and uh, I'll double post. Fuck it. I, don't, I really don't care. We'll see how it goes. Thank you all for being here. If this is your first time again and if this is your first time and you're not watching live, rate us on Spotify. Right. Five star rate us. I'm still new here. What's up, Spotify? We did it. Like, give us a rating on Spotify. Let us know how we're doing. Today's show should be kind of quick. I want to talk about next week's shows because I was setting up for next week and I kind of got caught up working on next week's show. And today's show is going to be a little because hmm, it was been hmm. it's been a real dicky week. So we're going to top off this dicky week with some more dick stuff. Pause. Uh, but next week we'll talk about Web three. I think we should start chit chatting about Web three. Next week, we'll also be talking about, uh, remember Coney 2012? We're going to talk about Coney 2012. We're going to talk about Snow the Bluff. And I got one more. I'm just debating on uh, when I'll announce that one. The Friday one will be like the one that we'll, we'll, we'll bust out. But next week is just going to be a fun Netflix millennial week for all of us. And I think that'll be dope. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, <laughs> some dude things that maybe y'all should know. Since we've seen so many... Uh, so many male parts this week. Might as well uh, let's just dive into the manosphere and the man world and break down what uh what all that really means. This is my new Pam doll, by the way. These are exclusive. Do I have to do the hand thing? No. These are exclusive at Walmart through Peacock. And Pam is awesome. Pam has a Dundee for having the whitest shoes because she has the whitest shoes, the shoe award. Shout out to Pam. Pam Beasley. I love Pam. 
I love The Office. That's my uh, my happy show. I watch it all the time because I'm a psychopath, and that's uh, that makes me makes me feel comfortable. But we're talking about the baby. I think the baby's uh, the topic of everybody's discussion. I'm trying to position the microphone right. I'm sorry. We're talking about what happened with uh, him and Danny Lay's brother, his brother-in-law, out of all fucking people, out of bowling alley. And if you haven't seen the video, I implore you to go check out the video and then come back, and we'll definitely talk about that. Is Hillary Clinton trying to make a run for office again? We'll be talking about it. Also, uh, we'll be talking about these two, um, I guess they were just influencers who were dying to be famous, and now they are for... I mean, can you say laundering $5 billion makes you famous? Infamous, right? Infamous. I think they're infamous. Definitely. I still, I got to give the disclaimer. I don't know how I'm going to upload this, but at the same, I, I just, I would hate to upload two versions of the show. I really don't want to, but I guess we have to until we figure it out because y'all got to hear the music. Well, it don't matter for this week's show. We'll figure it out next week. So even if we got to get strikes on YouTube and Facebook just to make the uh, Spotify one take off, I'm down. I'm super down. We'll talk about the convoy that's going on with the truckers and can it risk the NFL's uh, Super Bowl weekend? It just might. What started in Canada has now expanded and, and, and all over the world. Why? Because truckers run the world. If you didn't know, you got to put some respect on their name. Also, we'll be talking about the surge. If you have not been paying attention, if you are in the market to buying a new home, it is a very difficult time. And as a former realtor, now I'm a referral agent. I can help you with that. But uh, as of right now, looking for a new home is very, very difficult. And mortgage rates have jumped up. Uh, I mean, huge jump in mortgage rates overnight. And it's uh, it's not going to slow down. Let's get to today's show. I don't got no jokes. Oh, yeah, I got one joke. I got one joke. There was no accident. If you saw what you saw this week, you chose to see that. You went out of your way. And that's what's corny about it. Because it's just, it's gross. And, of course, we got to start today's show with Snoop, Dre, still Dre. I can't wait to see them this weekend. This is going to be dope. Let's get into it, y'all. Can I, I can't play. I don't want to get kicked. I don't want to get kicked. Oh, for show. Oh, for show. Check me out one time. It's still Dre Day. AK. <laughs> Somebody's at home screaming the lyrics right now. Still. Man, we bike. Hey. They say rap's changed. If you ain't up on things. Still. What? Uh-uh. With a cuff and a crease. It's Kasabian. Kasabian Lava One. It's ignorant. It's Kasabian. Welcome back to the Kasabian Lavo Show. My name is Kasabian Lavo, and I'll be your host behind the microphone with talent on loan from God. Yes, it's borrowed. And once I'm gone, I'm gone. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the show that nobody ever watches. Welcome to beautiful Las Vegas where the weather is hot as shit. And I have to adjust. Well, I was wearing a cardigan and I had to change because it was hot, hot. The studio is in a concrete uh, office building. It's like a, they call them tilt-ups. So it's all concrete. And there's very little to no insulation. Just being honest. So when it gets hot, it's fucking hot. And it takes forever. And you can't really turn the air on because then you hear it on the microphone. So... 
bear with me. And if you see me sweating like fucking Jabba the Hutt, just know that that's what's going on. All right. How y'all doing? Welcome back. I'm so excited that it's Friday because it's been uh it's been a week. Hey, let me say something before we even get into today's show. You know what bothers me about being a man that's intelligent and understands his own feelings that I understand that I can't express my feelings without looking like a bitch. And that's irritating because sometimes there's certain things that bother me or piss me off as a man that I want to express and I don't want to come off as no bitch because I still put these up. It's just the fact that there's certain things that I think we should be able to get off of our chest and not be looked at or ostracized a certain way because society wants to put an effeminity and the femininity on men and they want to demasculine men. But I think I could be masculine as fuck and still say I got a problem with shit. Yo, let me tell you something. Let me tell you how petty I am, right? I got a problem with, with this dude. He's a loser, but he keeps on popping up in my life. Why? Because he it, because my old lady is cool with his old lady. But me and him ain't cool. So since we ain't cool, we shouldn't cross paths. That means shut your fucking mouth when you see me, my kids, and my bitch, and you're gonna keep your teeth. That's all, right? So let me let me just let me just like this is how petty I am. His girl does hair. I am gonna sign up for cosmetology school, learn how to do hair, work in the booth next to her, become her work husband, fuck her, get her pregnant, and then make him raise my baby. And then when the baby's old enough, I'm gonna make them break up and then laugh in his face and tell him what happened. That's the level of petty I am. Why am I that petty, you say? I'm gonna tell you why. Because if my bitch starts a TikTok where she ain't posting nothing and you just following her because you wanna be a slick ass, like you think you're being cute, you're trying to be fresh, it's not funny, bro. It's not funny. Like that to me is corny. It's corny. Like now we have to address this internet shit as some regular day to day shit, and you you need to be checked, and, and it needs to stop, bro. It's just weird. Your obsession with my bitch is hilarious. Try to fuck her. Go ahead. I wish you would. Go for it, dog. If you get hit, go for it. I'm I'm I go for it, dog. Try, dog. I damn near had to pry your bitch off me. Relax, relax. All right, that's all. For real, dog. I just don't want to look like no no bitch because I feel some type of way. And you know what? A motherfucker likes to be fucking wanted. That's just the thing. All right? Dudes love love. Stop bullshitting with us, goddammit. Ain't nothing wrong with being wanted. Like, fuck. I don't just want to fuck as a chore. Fuck me because I got good dick. I'm not Nelly with no little itty-bitty fucking mushroom dick or whatever. What the fuck? <sighs> that was it. That shit really bothered me about this cornball, though, bro. Like, bro. Your fucking cheese dick infinity, take it and go shove it up your ass. Stop playing with me, bro. I damn near dropped his ass when he, like, my daughter was walking past him and he, like, made this weird ass. I'm like, you a grown ass man. That's a nine year old little girl. Like, why are you in my life, bro? Fuck off. Like, I can't stand no pussy like that. And then he's, like, passive aggressive and blocks me and shit. And I'm like, yo, put your dick beaters up, but get the fuck on. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. Did I say we're going to talk about Coney next week? Awesome. Who heard all the new music that dropped? Not me. But I will be doing it tomorrow because I have nine episodes to edit so that I can catch up on TikTok, YouTube, and elsewhere. Um, I wanted to bring up, uh, he going to beat me up. Man, I wish he could. Bro, you know what? I invited. Whoop my ass. Whoop my ass. I hold a grudge. I am Puerto Rican and I'm from the Bronx. Do you understand the grudge that I hold? So it being in his best interest to just whoop my ass because that might stop me. Whoop my ass after I knock up your girl and you raise my son for five years. Then come and fight me. That's how I feel. 
Anyway. <sighs> hey, guys have this thing called a pegasm. I don't know why, but sometimes when we're taking a piss, we go, <laughs> and it feels phenomenal. What is it? Somebody help me. But because we had Tommy with the dick cam at the beginning of the week and then Little Fizz and Little Nelly with their little dick videos, I just want to talk about more dude dick stuff. So dudes pee, and sometimes, I don't know how, I don't know what kind of magic water we drink or what kind of rock stars I drink, but when we pee, we go, and it's just like a thing that happens. And I just thought that that was like, that was a thing. Oh, and the only reason I even thought of that is because like somebody took the middle stall. Like I walked into the restroom and like the dude was like right in the middle. And I'm like, damn, dog, like you couldn't take it. Like, yo, that's, that's man cold, bro. Don't ever take the fucking middle move, dog. Like take the side, weirdo. What do you mean gross? Every dude has a pegasm. Don't tell me it's gross. It's a thing. You just go like that. Like you don't even know what to do. It's it's just like one of those shake shake things. So um, have you been watching Ebro and uh, basically New York radio? Let me let me just express that because New York radio is always ahead of the country and with drill music and New York drill music. I mean, Chicago drill music, all the drill genre that has pretty much taken over hip hop. It's like the new gangster rap, right? It's getting a bad rep because a lot of the guys that make that music are very aggressive and there's a lot of dissing going on, a lot of packs being smoked. And I see old heads taking this music to a level, well, at least they're perpetuating the bad in the music and taking it to a level where they're... They're demonizing a genre in which I don't believe it has anything to do with what they're expressing, Uh, meaning drill music isn't diss music. Drill music isn't necessarily just like kill your ops music. That's just their content. But in reality, drill music itself is like the style, the rhythm, um, literally how the beat goes, literally how they rap. Like they have a whole different swag to it, you know, as opposed to like your traditional boom bap or your down south trap music. It's a it's. It's okay. Listen, I know it's the shoot 'em up music. That's true. But I've heard Christian rappers on drill beats. Like, it's all about creativity. Unfortunately, we live in a time where you work towards the algorithm. So when you're working towards the algorithm, everything's going to sound the same. There's really no difference. And, like, why would you want to go out of the box when all you want to do is get the streams to get your money up? Just listening to these New York DJs, though, talk about the music. I agree with what Drewski said that maybe it'd be better if they step their bars up or change their content. Okay, that sounds awesome. If they can come up with better content, please do. This is your opportunity to do something different and really make a name for yourself. The New York City radio scene still can make or break artists. And unless you're like popping, popping online, you're going to need that radio Uh, push and you're going to need the influence because drill music won't take off unless it has that strong influence nah bro it don't (laughs) he said i don't want to hear no happy hold my hand shit (laughs) that's not what drill beats are i just don't want the demonization of the music it happens in hip-hop so often and you're not allowed to tell your life stories anywhere every time you tell a story it's always something evil Yes, you can tell a story and not live that story. But unfortunately, there's too many depths behind it. And because we have the Internet, it just makes everything so close, right? Like the Internet makes it seem like people literally die every two seconds within like a mile proximity. But in reality, you got people passing away across the country, across the world. But the news comes in from the same place. So it's it's targeting us differently. I don't know. I don't. Uh, 
it's it it's just fucked up because these young kids got some dope shit. Like if I was a new rapper coming up, I think I'd be a drill rapper, and that sounds dope as shit. Not be smoking packs and all that, but don't demonize these kids. Give them an opportunity, man. They they making money. They taking care of their family. Like they're changing their family's trajectory. This is the only time they're gonna see this much money. I'm really tired of people devaluing money too. Like you motherfuckers act like a hundred grand ain't a lot of money. A lot of people's life will change completely with a hundred k. Sorry, my nose is uh, my nose is running. It's the damn air. Ugh. But I yo, I hear people talk all the time about millions and millions of dollars. I'm like, yo, y'all talk about millions of dollars like they that easy to obtain. The average person with a regular job don't see millions in their life. Y'all be talking about millions like millions is really some just like yo, go for it. It's right there, just sitting there. It, it, it's not. It, it's no. It's not that at all. Hillary Clinton. <sighs> politically, this week the Hillary Clinton story is my 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 fucking. I've been reading these articles on Hillary, and they make it seem as if this is her time. And, you know, you let the news tell it, and this kind of brings me into my uh, my other story, too, my CNN being trusted story. I think the CNN being trusted story, um, that one's at the end, and why they haven't been trusted. Eh, it's towards the middle. But Hillary Clinton needs to just sit down. We don't need you to run. We need younger people. We need to now start focusing on what's coming and let's really start getting rid of these old, just old ass people in, in the just we have politicians that are literally 50 and 60 year politicians. They have been pushing the same agenda for the past 50 years. And because they literally outlived everybody that was stopping them, they've been able to pass this shit and get away with all the fucking disgraceful uh that well it's not disgraceful in their eyes because they think they're doing something good but the virtuoso america they've created not the disgraceful america excuse me it's a virtuoso america right this land of like inclusiveness and and even more hatred because every time they come up with something to include more people or become more equal all they do is start more shit hillary clinton is not the person that we need to run is there a female candidate out there that we should be focused on i'm sure there is have they showed us who she is no um, do you blame Republicans? Do you blame Democrats? At this point, I'm over the parties. I've never been either. I'm a conservative and I'm just voting according to what's right. I'm just trying to see. What, and then, I mean, at this point, it's like the best of like three or four evils, right? It's just, it doesn't change. Seeing Hillary run again. Why are we going to put ourselves in that position again? We know what comes with that. It's just as bad as this guy. We really can't. We can't. We can't. Uh, 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 uh. The baby, the baby, the baby. Oh man! And okay, this this one was funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. So, if you don't have the internet, Danny Lay is the baby mother of rapper the baby or da baby. Uh, used to be known as the baby Jesus. They had a live spat, okay? They hid their relationship for a long time, and then they came out and they told a lot of people that, no, I don't think they ever really came public, public. He was hiding her, the baby, and she did that song where she dissed his baby moms. We even had an episode where I had somebody call in and we talked about colorism because of the song was that he likes light-skinned women, and her, you know, her point was that she's a light-skinned woman that he likes. All I said was you can have a preference and 
me being a light-skinned Puerto Rican, I wouldn't sit here and make a song called Chocolate Daddy. Like, that's just weird. So I can't be mad at Danny Lay for creating a song about herself that describes herself and her man. They had a baby since then. And after having that baby, they had a spat on live that was fucking gross. Not okay. You shouldn't do that on live, but I get it. He was doing it for his safety. Sure. I don't. I can't participate in no shit like that. That is the craziest shit I have ever seen. It really was. Danny Lay's brother was in a car accident, but he went on live the next day or that same day and told the baby, bro, when I see you, we're going to catch these hands. Um, you know, one-on-one, we're going to fade. Sound good. He said all the right street shit to really make it seem as if he was going to take care of business. Apparently, the baby was having a party at a bowling alley. Over there in California, he was having a good old time, hanging out, doing his thing. Danny Lay's brother pops up to the uh, bowling alley. He's dolo. He, you know, comes aggressive. He got to baby and gets in his face and baby's smoking, having a good time. And, you know, things pop off. And I, I'm not going to throw this on the baby. I'm not going to throw this on the baby. But homeboy running in there doing what he did was probably one of the wildest fucking things I've ever seen. First and foremost, don't ever run up on somebody that got all their homies, bro. All their homies. That's not gangster. I got punched in the face one time so hard, I walked away from the fight. There's no need in you hitting me again. I understand how hard you can hit. Fuck that. (laughs) I'm just going to get beat up for free. Bro, you cannot go and square up. First off, he ran up on him and had his hands down. I know his video, I can't describe what happened. I ain't no snitch. But let's just say that he caught one right in the mouth and then went sliding down like a fucking bowling ball. Now, they ain't whoop his ass like they really should have. All that grabbing hair shit and slapping him around shit, that was funny. But that wasn't no ass whooping. They wasn't like they beat the shit out of him like C-Mac. Like, he didn't get DP'd or nothing. Like, And it, it wasn't no fair fight, but we ain't fair fading if you run up on me. Just It's, it's just, it's not a thing. Their relationship that Danny Lay projects with uh, her baby father is very estranged and almost comical, almost written, almost movie-like. It just doesn't really... It, it doesn't make sense to me as to why you would keep putting yourself in that position, right? It's almost like now she's just the fucking butt of jokes and she's just a clown. Like, she just comes out, does some stupid shit. This shit don't look good. Like, your brother getting dragged around a bowling alley like a fucking ragdoll. They kept on showing the meme of, uh, I think it was Madeline or is it Matilda? Where that big old buff-ass teacher grabbed Matilda and swung her ass around in circles and shit. Just went, ah, That's what they look like, bro. They grabbed him by his little his braids and just dragged his ass up and down the lanes. Why would you want to do that to yourself? There's no point. You didn't prove anything. You're not gangster for doing that. That shit did not look gangster at all. It looked mad regular. Like, if anything, it looked like it looked like what it looked like. It looked like you went in there and got the shit beat out of you, and then you got on live afterwards and said all the same gangster shit that you said before that did nothing for you. It just doesn't make any sense. All right, let's get into today's show. Uh, topics, not the side topics. Let's talk about what's going on with Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio. Dave Chappelle is very hands-on with his community. Dave Chappelle loves where he lives, and he has a lot of input with what's going on because he provides a lot of work in, in said community. And he is is been outspoken more than one time when it comes to the things that are going on in the city. The city of Ohio, Yellowstone, Yellow Spring, Springs, is having um, city meetings about a development that they're going to make, a development project that they're 
in the works of getting started in which it was supposed to have affordable housing involved in it. It's like a master plan. So it's going to be a mix of just houses, townhomes, multifamilies, single families, things of that nature. But the incentive or one of the selling perks or one of the perks for the city would be that there's going to be affordable housing within that division. Now, Dave went through everything and saw that it was just a bullshit Ponzi, bro. Not a Ponzi, excuse me. Let me not say that because that's not what their words were. That was my words. Let me take that back. I redact that. Uh, It was just a very shallow and failed attempt at affordable housing. But the way that it was broken down, it was just it was weak at best. Dave wants to keep the money within the neighborhood. Dave would rather keep it to be more driven for the city with the city and not have an outside entity come in and affect the city. One of the biggest issues with affordable housing that I've come to learn is that the builder can't necessarily do anything about affordable housing. That's not a thing. The biggest fuck up in affordable housing that I've ever seen is that affordable housing should help. It doesn't. It's usually a pain in the ass. It brings down property values. Why does it bring down property values? Because they build tiny homes in the wrong neighborhoods. Most people that need affordable housing have kids, a lot of kids. Usually they need like a four bedroom, two or three car garage. Now, the banking system can make it so that you can afford that size house and it's affordable according to you. That's it. They build two story, 900 square foot houses and goes, it's affordable housing for who? One person? Like who the fuck is supposed to live in a 900 square foot house with four kids? There's nothing affordable about that. Dave Chappelle's a very smart, intelligent man and saw that this affordable housing clause or whatever they were going to put in this division was bullshit. And he doesn't he just doesn't approve of it. And it should be looked at. That's a big deal. It's a tax grab. It's it's a whole lot of shit when you start playing with affordable housing. That's another thing that I've learned about affordable housing is that when you can use it in your advantage as a developer or as an investor, it's kind of lucrative. So stories from CNN, a plan for an affordable housing portion of a new development in Yellow Springs, Ohio, has reportedly been scrapped after comedian Dave Chappelle adds his voice to those opposing it. According to the Dayton Daily News, a plan for Aberber homes can move forward, but without the affordable housing that originally had been planned as part of a development of single-family homes, townhomes, duplexes, and duplexes to be built on a 53-acre area at a south edge of town. Chappelle's publicist Carla Sims wrote, Dave Chappelle did not kill affordable housing. Concerned residents and responding village council killed a half-baked plan, which never actually offered affordable housing. It's usually the case when it comes to this. They just build small-ass houses, and then they pretty much phase those that need it out of it, and they just give it to people that really won't benefit from it because they're too small. It just doesn't add up. Chappelle questioned why the council would support a housing plan while it kicked out a $65 million a year company. Dave Chappelle said, I cannot believe you would make me audition for you, Stern. Chappelle said, you look like clowns and I'm not buff, <laughs> not bluffing. I will take it all off the table. And what he was referring to was his businesses, which he has a uh, comedy store and a restaurant in which they make, from what he says, $65 million a year. Chappelle himself is worth a lot of money. Now, I know Chappelle is not... They're making it seem like this is a classism thing or this is some type of uh, I got too much money to have them next to me. To tell you the truth, it seems like they were saying, hey, we're building a development right next door to Dave Chappelle. And that was their selling point. That's bullshit. 
Affordable housing, until we understand how the banking system works, affordable housing isn't going to be a thing. It's unfortunate that we're in the position that we're in, but if we're going to do affordable housing, it has to be done right. And making them small houses and making it cheaper doesn't help anybody. It won't help. Sorry. It just won't help. Dave Chappelle did not kill affordable housing. They just got rid of it in that neighborhood because, again, it's a tax grab. Like, when they build affordable housing, there's incentives. There's a lot of incentives with affordable housing, HUD, or highly dense neighborhoods. There's a shitload of kickbacks. And if they see that that was not going to be something that was good for the neighborhood, for the community, for the people, especially because Dave is so one with his community. They, he's Bro, he walks the neighborhoods. Like, Dave Chappelle's a part of that community. He definitely has a voice, and he's not the play. It was a little fucking irritating that when he said, Hi, my name's Dave Chappelle, some people are just like, <laughs> It's not a comedy show, bro. He was being serious. And be proud that Dave Chappelle took the time to go down there and make his voice heard. That is, I mean, who else is doing that? I think Dave is very honorable for what he does. My nose is terribly fucking stuffed because of the air. So these two influencers were trying to be famous. How? By getting into crypto. But things went really bad. Heather Morgan, stories from Vice. Heather Morgan and her boyfriend or husband, excuse me, Lichtenstein. That's his, I don't know his first name. It looks crazy. Wanted to be famous. Now, after being accused of laundering billions of dollars in crypto, they are. I'm in shock, said Coleman, a New York-based photographer and artist the day after heather morgan and why are they giving me her fucking middle name why are we doing this y'all know i read everything i'm like i'm like anchorman heather morgan was arrested she was a great person the two had been friends for nearly five years he remembered that she would bring him bags of pecans from her grandmother's tree and was passionate about making sure that her friends were treated for coronavirus what would she take him in the convoy Maybe it's a typo. I don't... Okay. Earlier this week, federal, federal prosecutors accused Morgan, 31, and her husband, 34, of conspiring to launder around $5 billion in stolen Bitcoin. $5 billion in stolen Bitcoin. That doesn't make you famous. One, it makes you a dick for stealing people's money. And then two, you're just going to rot in jail and we'll never talk about you again. Crime don't pay, especially on the internet. I love how they try to make it seem as if crypto and NFTs and all these um, new currencies are so evil and bad and used for all these illegal activities. The dollar is the most uh, the most currency used for illegal activities. The USDA, the U.S. dollar bill, that's used for drugs, money laundering. It's used for crime at a high rate, high level around the entire world. So... Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and let's not put it on Bitcoin, just cryptocurrencies may have similar ties, but it doesn't mean anything different than fucking regular dollar bills. Sorry, that's not how that works. So, if you haven't seen the convoy, there's all these truckers going out in Canada. They've been pulling up, stopping, shutting shit down. Why? Because Canada wants them to get the jab, and they're not allowed to cross over into Canada without waiting 14 days and then getting to it. It's crazy to think that a truck driver would sit for 14 days. They get paid to move. If you sit them down for two weeks, that fucks things up. In a time like this, we really don't need things to get fucked up anymore. Well, 
I didn't talk about it because I thought it was going to be over by now. No, it's even worse. They moved from one spot, went to another. And now it's spreading around the whole world to the point where they think that it might even affect the Super Bowl. Stories from CBS News. This morning marks the fifth day. (sighs) Shit, it's fucking irritating. We don't have the same problem that Canada does. And we don't really have a trucking problem like this. And although this is honestly causing a lot of trouble in Canada, because the real issues that we're crossing from the United States into Canada, and they're stopping our drivers and vice versa, I believe, they're making them wait, it's causing like the disruption on top of the disruption to become a whole other disruption. Right? We already have an issue with trucks. We already have an issue with getting things from the dock because the dock is all the way backed up just to where we need it to just get things kind of on track. You know what I mean? We're playing catch up. This throws a wrench in it because regulations and this and that and we're intercontinental and we're not intercontinental, excuse me, just international. Is it national because we go from here to Canada? Whatever. You understand what I'm trying to say? Like We're interconnected. So the fact that Canada has these straining rules and it's causing these truckers to, to stop their day, it's just it, it, it's an unnecessary headache. And it's like, listen, with Colorado, when Colorado had that young man that was in an accident that gave him 110 years, truck drivers didn't even want to deal with Colorado because they were thinking, yo, my brakes go out. I'm going to get the same faith. Like, I'm supposed to deal with these asinine laws. It just, it, it's just it's not a Canadian-specific thing. It's honestly just laws that are making things harder. And the COVID restrictions have made so many fucking things harder. So this isn't just some, like, random protest. It's just been very, very, very difficult and very hard for truckers around the world. I'm assuming they're going through similar things. But here at home, we can see clearly we have a lot of problems. This morning marks the fifth day that one of the nation's most important trade routes remains closed as Canadian protesters blockade the Ambassador's Bridge. Now the protesters have now the protests have spread globally. I can't read today. From a blockade outside of New Zealand Parliament to the trucker convoy that's making its way across France. The trucks ain't playing. They're getting together. They're really shutting shit down. And the story that caught me was they're talking about going down and fucking up the Super Bowl. This could be a thing. If you don't know, it's the Freedom Convoy, uh, which is what the truckers themselves call it. And they formed as a it was formed as a response to the vaccine mandate for truckers in order to cross borders between Canada and the United States. A 14 day hold is just a little outrageous. It really is. And if they're starting to get pissed off around the world and really cause a fucking kerfuffle, do you think they'll change? Or do you think it's just going to be the same old shit? They're going to just go, all right, we good for now. But they'll find another way out to stop these guys. Canada, Australia, and, and you know, wherever else has these these really strict COVID rules. Are you got, like, we, we did the mask, no mask here in Nevada. Does that mean that everybody's going to loosen up or what are we going to do? Because now if we have like one sidedness and we have to argue and go back and forth. I mean, at this point in time, we really shouldn't be fucking up this part of it. Right. Being able to logistically get things back and forth should kind of supersede these weird regulations in which we have come to find out this week that most of them did nothing. I don't know. I find it. uh, I find it very perplexing. So CNN feels like they're not trusted. Right. 
And they, that's the conversation around Rogan and why CNN has a problem with Rogan in which they say that Rogan is a, a huge proprietor and spreading false news and giving people bad advice. And honestly, just basically saying that Rogan's a goof that just wings it. And why don't nobody trust CNN? Because they're so professional and they do things right. And they never fuck up or they never do anything that's, I don't know, wrong. Right? They're just so perfect, right? It's it's beyond me that they don't see their fuck up, but that's okay. Maybe they won't see it because they're in it. Now, there was one thing that I remembered about CNN that kind of caught me off guard. And I don't know if you knew this, but I wanted to bring this to y'all attention. CNN had a contract with airports in which they were on all TVs and all airports. The thing about that is internationally, that's very powerful because if people are just coming into America and they're, they're cruising from east to west coast nine times out of ten they were going to see a cnn driven story very one-sided we know they're not objective at all they're just literally just spewing out whatever they want to make sure that it fits their narrative and then they wonder why people can't trust them so a couple years ago i found out about this contract with the airports and i went wow that gives you a lot of power because people believe anything they hear on tv but last year CNN announced the story actually comes from a from a website airportxnews.com. CNN announced several months ago that it was shutting down the CNN Airport Network on March 31st, 2021. Reach TV is moving to provide content for those more than 1800 screens and said that more than 15 US airports have already 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 agreed to terms adding that other airports have contracts pending March 25th, 2021. After that point, now you get diversity. Now, when you're at the airport, you don't just hear a one-sided story. Again, that's a lot of power to have. If only one news channel is being played in the entire airport, if you're traveling, that's going to be the gospel. You don't even get to see the opposing thought, which is another reason why they're so mad at what Rogan does. Because he's able to have these conversations with people that he doesn't necessarily agree with. He doesn't necessarily not agree with. But he's able to have a conversation. Let them talk themselves into a hole if it is a hole. That doesn't mean that he agrees with what they're saying if he lets them speak themselves into a hole. I mean, they can even be making great points. He can still not agree with what they're saying. And you can not agree with what they're saying either. That doesn't mean that Rogan is spreading lies or misinformation. When... We know for a fact that CNN has spread misinformation. They never run it back. They never apologize for the shit they run. And if you can have a monopoly on something like airports, just imagine what that would do to any story that you run. Any story that you run, you literally will touch coast to coast. Boom. Everybody's going to believe it. It's bullshit. It's really, it's, it's fucked up. Uh, that last story. What was not funny? I missed that part. What was not funny? I think I saw Ray J yesterday too. Which that was funny. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. It's it's my allergies. <sighs> and it's the air. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. My bad. So inflation is scaring me, to say the least. Yesterday there was a surge. And what's happening right now with inflation is it's a slow burn. Inflation is fucking us how you do like turtles. That if you just like lightly turn up the heat and let it get hotter and hotter and hotter, we won't even, uh, my nose itches. We won't even realize that we're in boiling water and we're fucked. At 7.5% inflation, what are we, are we, is it a point a month? Okay. If we keep going at this rate, money's going to be so expensive to borrow. It's going to be terrible. 
uh, home buying power is getting weaker. Money is not stretching out. You go to the store, things are more expensive. So, you know, what is this inflation really doing to us? It's fucking up our pockets, left and right. Stories from the Wall Street Journal. Rising good costs drove U.S. consumer prices up by 7.5% from a year earlier last month. But if you're worried about inflation, that might not be your biggest worry. The Labor Department's inflation report Thursday was even hotter than forecasters expected. Economists thought that January's headline figures would show a 0.4 rise percent from December, putting... Hold on. Let's just understand something. The fact that they're okay with us having a 4% rise or a 0.4% rise is beyond me. That's huge. We usually run this country at 0.2% inflation. That's a good rate. You need to have some inflation. But 7% is ridiculous. Uh, uh, 0.4% raise from December putting... It at 7.2% higher than a year earlier, rather than the six points or the 0.6% gain for the month that would put us at 7.5%. Uh, if you notice food's up, gas is up. If you notice that shit's not in the stores, if you notice that uh, what mortgages are now 4%, if you notice that you can't afford a house, that you can't upgrade your house right now because the loans have changed, if you notice that life is getting a lot more difficult, inflation is going to be definitely a problem for at least five years especially at this rate i just don't see it going away that's the real problem i don't see it going away uh they thought the core prices which exclude food and energy items to be better captured in flight oh that's another bullshit thing. okay they can't say that they're not going to count energy use gas is up uh, uh natural gas is up power's up everything went up uh, this would also increase uh, 0.4%, putting them at 5.9% higher than a year earlier. Instead, core prices went up 0.6% from December and 6% on the year. We're 6% now. It's February. We're 7.5%. I'm going to tell you this. By the end of the year, I bet you we hit 15. If we hit 15, it'll be a wrap. I just don't see how we can continue to move this way. They're going to keep on raising rates. So you're going to see 5% fucking mortgages, 7% mortgages again. We're going to be dealing with those crazy-ass numbers again. You're going to see money harder and harder to borrow. And if they don't loosen up borrowing, oh, man, it's Friday. I don't want to bum y'all out. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. They said Tupac might be there in a hologram. I don't know if I really want that to happen. But I'm going to leave y'all with that. My name's Xavier. Living the moment. Don't live in the past. Lavo loves you. Why?